Spotify podcast listeners and people of Earth. Welcome to today's flashback fun and news. Happy wedding anniversary today to Melinda and Todd McCabin, the happy couple and parents of Lila and Matt McCabin, who just became Anne and Uncle in February, were married by the wise Reverend Bob Engelman 10 years ago today on July 3rd, 2011. Today, Tom Cruise, Olivia Munn, Patrick Wilson have birthdays. Today is also the debut of 1985's Back to the Future, 1996's Independence Day, the 2007 live-action Transformers film, 2012's The Amazing Spider-Man, the 1998 formation of the band Westlife, Men in Black 2 in 2002, 2019's Midsommar, and 2013's Despicable Me Too. Unfortunately, today also marks 49 years since Jim Morrison passed away. Happy early birthday to the beloved United States of America, which turns 245 years old tomorrow. John R. Leonetti, Heidi Sharborough, who turns two, Alan and Emily LeBeau's dog Ruby, who turns seven, Anastasia Steinbrenner, Nick Borbeau, reality show star Mike Sorrento, and the late actress Gloria Stewart also have 4th of July birthdays tomorrow as well. The 4th of July also marks the debut for 2002 Scary Movie 2, 2001's Cats and Dogs, 2018's The First Purge, 1990's Die Hard 2, and 1969's Once Upon a Time in the West. Diana Engelman, Gene Begg, Connor McGough, Edie Falco, P.T. Barnum, RZA, and DJ Polly D all were born on July 5th. July 5th is also when 1989's Seinfeld TV show, Weekend and Bernie's, and the 2015 Dragon Ball Super anime debuted. Some more move-focused features. IGN reported two days ago Edgar Wright's psychological thriller Last Night in Soho starring Thomasine McKenzie, Anna Taylor-Joy, Matt Smith, Diana Rigg, Terrence Stamp, and which was, will be the final film for Rigg and Margaret Nolan, who unfortunately passed away in September and October 2020, has been bumped by a week. The site said... Originally set to hit theaters on October 22nd, Last Night in Soho will now release on October 29th, just two days before Halloween, as reported by Bloody Disgusting. Although an official reason for the release date bump has not announced, a glance at a movie release schedule likely really reveals the reason why. Dune. Last week, Warner Brothers moved the awaited reboot from October 1st to October 22nd. So last night in Soho, most likely scooted to avoid getting swashed like a tiny little bug. Speaking of focus features, sorry Downton Abbey fans, you'll have to wait a few more months to have tea with the Crowleys and the devoted staff again. Variety.com reported yesterday, focus features is pushing the North American release of Downton Abbey 2 from December 22nd, 2021 to March 18, 2022. The film will now compete against Unbreakable Boy, a drama with Zachary Levi, Megan Fahey, Fahey, Fabby, and Patricia Heaton. 
The following weekend will bring the juggernaut that is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But Downton Abbey 2, which appeals to older audiences, should be some nice counter-program to the younger skewing Marvel release. In its former slot, Downton Abbey 2 would have been up against the likes of Matrix 4, Sing 2, and The Kingsman. Coming Soon.net announced Wednesday that Lionsgate gave three of its future films release dates. First up is the October 1st, 2021 documentary, The Jesus Music, directed by the Irwin Brothers. The documentary centers on the rise of Jesus Music, from its simple start at the Costa Mesa, California's Calvary Chapel, through its transformation into a global phenomenon. The second film on the studio's docket is the aforementioned The Unbreakable Boy with Zachary Levi on March 18, 2022. It follows Austin, an autistic boy with a rare brittle bone disease who keeps a joyous, life-affirming, and funny outlook on life despite the obstacles in his life. The final release of the trio happens to be probably the most anticipated of them. Nicholas's Cage's action comedy, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, will come out April 22, 2022. Also starring Pedro Pascal, Sharon Hogan, Tiffany Haddish, among many others, it stars Nicholas Cage as a cash-strapped fictional version of himself who agrees to make a paid appearance at a billionaire superfan's birthday party. But he happens to be really an informant for the CIA, since the fan is a huge drug kingpin. Sorry, Lovecraft County fans. HBO has decided not to renew the show for another season. It joins a long, growing list of shows sent to the TV series Graveyard this year, including, but very much not limited to Jupiter's Legacy, Manifest, Dad Stop Embarrassing Me, Conan O'Brien's talk TV show, Netflix's Carmen Sandiego, Big Hero 6 The Series, The DuckTales Reboot, American Gods, Keeping Up With The Kardashians, Shameless, and countless others. Surprise! Amber Heard is now is a new mother. People.com reported Thursday the 35-year-old actress took to Twitter and Instagram on Thursday, revealing that she welcomed her first child, a baby girl named Una Page Heard, with the help of a surrogate, April 8, 2021. I'm so excited to share this news with you, Heard wrote alongside a photo of her holding the new, her newborn. Four years ago, I decided I wanted to have a child. I wanted to do it on my own terms. I now appreciate how radical it is for us women to think about one of the most fundamental parts of our destinies in this way. I hope we arrive at a point that where it's normalized to not want a ring in order to have a crib. Her continued acknowledging that she remains hesitant to share her personal life. A part of me wants to uphold that my private life is none of anyone's business, she noted. I also get that the nature of my job compels me to take control of this. 
As Apollo 13 turned 26 years old on Wednesday, it seems only right to have two-thirds of today's flashback fun be about two space-set sci-fi mega-hit films, all, both of which star Sigourney Weaver. Weaver actually owes her entire career to sci-fi, as Ridley Scott's famous June 22, 1979 sci-fi horror film Alien, noted by many to be one of the greatest films of all time, was her first lead role and totally rocketed her into stardom. Also starring Tom Skerritt, Veronica Cartwright, Harry Dean Stanton, Ian Holm, and John Hurt, it centers on the crew of the commercial space tug Nostromo, who encountered the titular alien, a deadly and aggressive extraterrestrial, loose on the ship. The $106.3 million grocer had massive critical acclaim and box office success, winning the Academy Award for Best Visual Effects and three Saturn Awards, Best Supporting Actors for Cartwright, Best Direction for Scott, and Best Science Fiction Film, among countless other nominations. It spawned a galaxy-sized media franchise of films, video games, comic books, novels, and toys. In December 2022, I mean, in December 2020, my mistake, EW.com announced that an Earthset Alien TV series would be coming to FX in the future. The story of Weaver's characters' encounters with the alien creatures became the thematic heart of the sequels 1986's Aliens, Aliens 3 in 1992, and Alien Resurrection in 1997. A crossover with the Predator series produced the Aliens vs. Predator duology, 2004's Alien vs. Predator, and 2007's Alien vs. Predator Requiem. The prequel series involves 2012's Prometheus and 2017's Alien's Covenant, both directed by Scott. Did you know the facehugger was planned to be painted green? But when co-writer Dan O'Bannon saw the unpainted facehugger on set and witnessed how inventive its human flesh tone color was, he argued for it to stay that way. And the xenomorph only has four real minutes of actual screen time, and it doesn't make its first appearance until an hour into the film. Slightly over 30 years since Alien rocketed Weaver into stardom, she's part of another massive blockbuster sci-fi film, one that made 3D films increase in popularity and was history's highest-grossing film worldwide for nearly a decade before 2019's Avengers Endgame's overthrew it. But don't worry, it got the title back after it re-released in China earlier this March. It's James Cameron and John Lando's 2009 record-smashing, Oscar-winning, epic sci-fi Avatar, also starring Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, Michelle Rodriguez, and Stephen Lang. In case you may have forgotten the plot of the December 18, 2009 film, history's second-highest-grossing movie when adjusted for inflation after Gone with the Wind with a total of over $3 billion, 
here is a brief rundown. On the lush alien moon planet Pandora lived the Navi, a species of highly evolved, blue-skinned, 10-foot-tall, sapient humanoid beings. Their planet is being used to mine for the incredible rare and valuable mineral unobotomium. And since the planet's environment is toxic to humans, human and slash Navi hybrids called avatars must link to human minds to allow for free movement for humans on Pandora. Jake Sully, a paralyzed former marine, becomes mobile again through one such avatar to go on a mission, on a unique mission on Pandora. But he falls in love with a Navi woman named Neytiri. As a bond between her grows, he becomes torn between protecting the Navi world he feels is his home and following his orders. Up for nine Oscars, including Best Picture, which it famously lost to The Hurt Locker, directed by Cameron's ex-wife, Catherine Bigelow, it won Best Cinematography and Best Art Direction, and its groundbreaking visual effects rightfully earned it the Best Visual Effects Awards. Two of its four projected sequels, Avatar 2 and Avatar 3, have finished principal shooting. They will debut on December 16, 2022 and December 20, 2024, with the remaining sequels coming on December 18, 2026 and December 22, 2008. I mean, 2028. Several cast members, including Worthington, Lang, Saldana, and Weaver, are expected to return. Did you know the book that Grace picks up in the abandoned school is Dr. Seuss's The Lorax? Like the plot of this film, the book is about a forest full of mystical creatures and beautiful trees that are destroyed by man's greed for ever-growing industry. As today's Tom Hanks' birthday and tomorrow's the 4th of July, it's only right to end this week's flashback fun with Oliver Stone's biographical anti-war drama Born on the 4th of July, starring Cruz, Kyra Sedwick, Raymond J. Barry, Jerry Levine, I mean, Frank Whaley, and Willem Dafoe. Based on Ron Kovic's titular 1976 autobiography, the December 20th, 1989 release, details his childhood, his military service and paralysis during the Vietnam War, and his switch to anti-war activism. It was the second film in Stone's trilogy of Vietnam-centric films, after 1986's Platoon and before 1993's Heaven and Earth. It made $161 million worldwide. At the 62nd Academy Awards, it received eight nominations, including Best Actor for Tom Cruise, his first nomination, and Best Picture, and took home statues for Best Director, which was Stone's second in that category, and Best Film Editing. Did you know that during the film shoot, Kyra Sedwick was pregnant with her first child, Travis Bacon? And the whole film was shot in shades of red, blue, or white, depending on the emotional level of the scene. The battle scenes are all in reddish hue, the dream sequences are on white, and sadness are in blue. 
Other patriotic films include Rocky IV, Pearl Harbor, Independence Day, which I talked about on Wednesday's show, Lincoln, The Patriot, and Rambo III. That's all for this week, folks. Happy Fourth of July, my minions. Bye.